You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. Welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. We're talking about grief and how it can affect your recovery. My guest today is Marcy Resnick. Marcy is a life coach that is passionate about helping her clients discover their true potential and guiding them towards success. She believes that everyone has the power to create the life they desire, and her role is to provide the tools and support necessary to make that happen. Welcome to the show, Marcy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Interesting topic today, grief. Uh, Look, everybody at some point in their life is going to experience the feeling of grief. Can we talk about grief a little bit? Kind of what is it just to kind of set this up? Because I know as a life coach, you deal with people who are going through the grieving process. That could be a death, that could be a life change, whatever that might be. Can you kind of define grief and that feeling of grief and kind of what grief is all about? I think grief in general is a very multifaceted emotion. And I think a lot of people become confused with grief because it can present as anger, it could present as frustration or other strong emotions that when you really begin to peel the layers back, there is a more deeper sensitive um, emotion that has the threads of grief, of sadness, of loss, of emptiness. Um, Grief is essentially the absence of something that you love. I love that. I love how you put that absence of something that you love. You know, in early recovery, I know that I went through this. You know, I've been sober for several decades, but I remember back in my late 20s, I had a grieving process when I was first sober, simply with leaving the life I had. And, you know, when I work with people who are in recovery now, they have something similar. It's just like, this was a life I thought I was living. This is who I thought I was. And the realization that they can't drink or use drugs like their fellows is earth shattering to them, right? Very and there's this so. grieving process of who they thought they were and who they were not. You know, I think a lot of people consider that fear, right? Like you were talking about other, it, it manifests as other emotions. You know, can you talk about that? Like those feelings that go along with the grieving process and maybe the realization that somebody might have that they're, suffering from grief? Like what are the signs and symptoms that somebody might be suffering from grief? Um, I think that a lot of times people who are suffering from grief can present feeling overwhelmed, having an overwhelming feeling about something or anxious or a sadness that, you know, sometimes is, is really grief, but they can't put their finger on it because I think that the way grief is de- is defined in our everyday life, because there's so many facets to it. You know, the loss of a toy for a child could be grief. It's the absence of something that we love. Mm-hmm. So when something that we love, that we cherish, whether it's metaphorical, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, whether it's whatever it is for you, when that's gone, there is an emotion that comes over and when we're unable to express it or to put a finger on it or to be able to put vocabulary behind it, then we become afraid, we become scared, we become angry. It's the emotion starts to take over that then that's what gets presented. And it's really just about 
going behind that veil, going behind that curtain and really taking a deeper look in to see what what it is. How did you get into this? How did you get into working with people and grief? Oh, boy. Did you go through your own process of loss? I am adopted and could never figure out why as um, somebody who presents very happy and cheery, I always had this sadness to me. And I never realized that as a newborn baby coming into the world and suffering the most traumatic loss of what I knew at that time to be something that I was connected to, that I was taken away from, I never learned how to grieve it. It was never shown to me that that was a process that I could grieve, that I could be sad, that I you know, could recognize and empower myself with owning it for myself. And so I think just being adopted and the things that I've gone through in my life, being a Scorpio and wanting to really get under the hood of everybody, I'm not afraid of that darker aspect to people. And I think grief can be the secret ingredients to our medicine and healing. And once we're able to really recognize those components, it can really transform us into doing miraculous things when we're really able to see the power of what our grief represents to us. You know, I, I, I think, you know, I know for me as a guy, you know, I'm somebody, when I look at grief, it's like something that I want to do privately. It's mm -hmm. not something that I want to do with anyone else. Right. I don't want to share that. How important is really having a community and, you know, having people around you that you could share your grief story with? You know, they always say secrets make us sick, right? So I think that grief is one of those things that when you are in the right space, whether it's, you know, a community, whether it's friendships, whether it's people or peers that can really see you and hold that space for you, I think it's really important because it begins to release that um, that thing that keeps us heavy. And the more that we're able to talk about it, the less effect it has on us because we're letting it go. We're moving through it. We're learning how to heal it. We're learning how to forgive it. We're learning so many other things that go along with um, what grief represents, what it is for us. And learning how to really alchemize it into a different emotion that we can create a new normal around. Hmm. That's that's really that's really important. Uh, when people are going through the grieving process, I know, especially in addiction recovery, I've known a lot of people that are in early recovery that have lost people, and they're going through this identity crisis of living a sober life, which they've never done before this loss of everyone. I mean, I know I had, when I first got some, I, I was one of those people who lost everything. So I, you know, looking back, Marcy, I, I know it's uh, like, it is God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. I have the perspective of that now, but during sure. the period of time, it was a great, because everybody was like peeling away from me. I was losing everything. And I, this is very common in, 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 in the recovery process. I applaud that now. Like when I work with other people, I'm like, oh man, like God really is intervening here and really 
leveling the playing board for you so you could really yeah. create something amazing right at the time you don't you don't look at it like that and it seems that uh grief will have a a never ending timetable meaning i think the big question that people have with grief is like okay how long will i be grieving how how long is this going to take i think that in my own personal and professional opinion I think that grief shouldn't have a time limit because grief can show itself in so many different ways and it doesn't have to be a negative attribute. Grief can be really beautiful too. And I think that when we put it into a component or a box with a time limit on it, it, it it's a disservice because it can be a component to some really powerful things. Look at what people have done with their grief with music in the arts. I mean, some of the most beautiful things are created from this emotional powerhouse that can really benefit us and move us and charge us in a way that that wants us to grow and to fulfill and to really blossom. So I think that a lot of times when we begin to put a time limit on what grief is, you're really doing a disservice to the beauty the beautiful part of it. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, that's great. There, There is an opportunity in everything and there is an opportunity in grief for to, to create something new, right? In that void, in that yeah. void of loss. How do coaches, therapists and stuff, how, how do you help people work through that grief process? What's that like? So if there's somebody that's out there that's suffering, they just can't seem to get out of that grief cycle. They're just in that. And it's been years maybe. And they 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 just can't seem to get any traction. What does that process look like when they go to somebody to work with them to get out of this? As a life coach with me, my job is to pull out of the individual client the answers that they have inside of them that they're just not asking the right questions about. And I think a lot of times when we are stuck in our own um, place, we do not have the privilege to look around and to really be able to formulate the questions to the answers that we need because we're we're too caught up in it. We're too submerged in that in that film. And when somebody else can come from a different angle and listen to what is going on and really ask the questions in order for the client to, get the answers outside of them, that's when it becomes a really beautiful moment because you can see the light bulb go on about something that seemed really difficult that was just so simple. And it's like, oh, wow. Oh, and it can be life-changing. Yeah. What do you think one of the biggest questions you have to ask yourself if you're going through this? What do you think like in your own process, looking at it, what was the thing that really needed to shift for you? Like, you know, because I think I think a lot of times people more see is that they'll 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 point to a lot of different things. Mostly it's comfort and lifestyle or things like that, right? That they'll say that those are things. But really deep down inside, right? Uh, there's a question that they have to ask themselves or something that they have to face that they're running away from that they don't want to face that. In grief, what what is that typically? Or in your experience, what was that? Um, 
in in my personal experience, and I've also have seen it in my professional practice, it's what is benefiting you from this? What benefit do you gain from it? And I think it's a question that most people do not want to ask themselves because it really forces the person to take a deeper dive inside of themselves and see what that benefit actually is. You know, yeah, what's that, benefiting? What's benefiting? What what are the benefits of it? How is it how is it helping you? Yeah, it's interesting because I think grief presents a lot kind of publicly in two different types of people. People who are more stoic, who mm -hmm. aren't going to say a word. You know, like I know people who have lost loved ones of like they've been married to for 50 years or whatever. You you didn't even know, right? They're just right. stoic. And then I know people who kind of I'm just going to kind of put into the almost victimization class. Sure where it drives everything in their life. The reason they couldn't get groceries or the reason they is because of, 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 of grief. Right. And it is a real emotion. It's a real thing. Like it, it is real. And it does, it, it really causes, I, I believe depression in a lot of people and oh, yeah. a, a cycle that's very hard to get out. But I think people present this in, 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 in a different way. How, you know, talking about the whole process of kind of, of of moving out of that grief cycle, what do you think are some of the most important actions to take in doing that? So if somebody's listening to this right now and they're like, you know what, I need to start taking action. I am suffering from grief. What are some of the actions, important actions to take when you've realized that this could be you? I think one of the things that I have asked my clients to do um, is to write a letter, write a letter to yourself from somebody who maybe you've lost the letter that you need to let them go to end it. If there was never something that was, um, you know, if things were left unsaid or, you know, in, in, in the space like that, or, um, to be given an apology from something or someone that you never gained from, um, being able to journal and to write out something is very therapeutic and very healing. And I, it's, it's not even like a one-time thing it's begin writing it. And if it's all vile language, keep writing it, writing it, writing it until it's so done that you just, you want to hang it on the wall because it's your work of art until you get it to the most simplest place where you're like, you know what? I don't need anything anymore. This, I gave it to myself. I gave myself the permission from this. So I think journaling, writing letters from others that you need for yourself that you'll never get is a very powerful tool, very powerful when it comes to grief. Some of the other things are set up goals for yourself, even if they're bite-sized, even if they're small. I think a lot of times people jump into this pool and want to learn how to do everything inside of it. But you really have to start at the shallow end. You have to figure out like what your footing is. So give yourself small goals. If the goal is just that hour to um, get up out of bed and take a shower, see if you can do that and how realistic that is for yourself. So it, it really, it depends on the individual. It depends on the scope of what their grief is, but it's really small bite-sized action steps to change the course of their, their moment and basically to learn how to figure out, to create a new normal. 
new normal. Love that. So final thoughts here, Marcy, if somebody is listening to this and they've tried to get out of grief for a while and they want to break this cycle, but they just really don't believe that they could do it. They just, uh, they're just like, you know what? I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. It hasn't happened. What would be, what would be your message to them? I think doing it alone is very difficult. Um, isolating yourself is very difficult. Keeping it to yourself is very difficult. So if you have tried to work through your grief, maybe finding a platform or an outlet that is going to support, that's going to see you, that is going to help partner and cultivate the right environment for the emotional components to be shared, to be poured out, and then to figure out how that is going to be made into the secret ingredients that becomes the medicine for healing. And I think it's really important that people start to really look outside and ask for help. And there's nothing wrong with getting support. There's nothing wrong with finding a life coach, finding a grief coach, finding a counselor, finding somebody that can help really see and hear them in that moment and offer them the support that they're looking to gain. I love that. Guys, we're going to put links to how you can get a hold of Marcy Resnick in the show notes here. So you could just click on those and connect with her. Marcy, thank you so much for coming on the Recovered Life Show today. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun and a topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about. So I really, I'm grateful that you brought this topic up and I really enjoyed being a part of your platform. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing your insights. Sometimes addiction recovery can be a lonely battle, but you don't have to fight it alone. At Recovered Life, we're dedicated to helping you live your best recovered life. And that's why we're inviting you to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. Every week, we carefully curate exclusive content from leading minds in addiction recovery, mental health, and all things important to the recovery lifestyle. Stay in the know with the latest news about addiction and get exclusive invitations to special recovery-focused events and explore insights tailored to support recovery from alcoholism, drug addiction, codependency, disordered eating, dysfunctional family dynamics, gambling, and so much more. With our newsletter, each week becomes an opportunity for growth, healing, and taking a step closer to the life you deserve. Take your first step towards a brighter future today. Go to recoveredlife.us and subscribe for free. Sign up now at recoveredlife.us.